back to the Goal Line Podcast. Today's amazing guest is the legend, Jill Lloyden, uh, owner of the Keeper Institute and as well as a former U.S. Women's National Team. So, Jill, thank you so much for coming on. It's, uh, it's an honor to, to be talking to you. Oh, I'm excited. Anytime I get to chat, goalkeeping is a, is an honor, a privilege. So I'm excited to chat with you. Thank you. Thank you so much. So, uh, Joe, you know, the, the first question that I want to ask is, you know, you had, you had a very successful playing career in college and obviously with the national team and then in professionally. And, you know, when did you kind of see yourself getting on the other side of things and heading into the coaching realm? Um, I think when I was still playing, I, I knew that I wanted to coach just because I was a really inquisitive, curious player. Um, I tried to watch the game as much as possible and I, I really enjoyed trying to understand the game on a, on a different level and match that with my love for humans and, uh, my passion for helping people. Um, then out comes coaching. So I think even when I was still playing, coaching was, uh, always kind of in the forefront of my brain. Yeah. And so you touched on a great point. How important is it in your opinion to, to be curious? Because, you know, I think, I think a lot of times, you know, coaches will just tell players and players will kind of be robotic in the sense in that they'll do it instead of, you know, questioning is this really, whether it's right or wrong, you know, you know, how important is it to, to be curious about what you're being told? Oh, I think that's everything. I mean, there's so many different types of goalkeepers in the world. There's not one size fits all. And I think understanding the position so that you can use, um, your strengths and and limit your weaknesses or adapt your weaknesses is going to be huge. Um, I think there are so many different types of coaches in the world and so many people, different coaches that you'll be exposed to. And, and our job as goalkeepers is to fit all those things together and find out what works best for us. Um, so essentially training and, and watching and everything is just an ex- a big experiment and trying to experiment what, what works for you and what doesn't and how can you um, maximize your strengths and adapt your weaknesses. Absolutely. I love that. I love it. So, uh, you know, speaking of your, your playing experiences, you know, you were, you played alongside Hope Solo and, you know, what was that environment like? You know, what did you, did you learn from her? Did she learn from you? You know, what was kind of, what was the environment like playing with such a, a high caliber goalkeeper? Um, the training environment was super, super intense. Um, but that's kind of how I liked it. We had fun, obviously right. enjoyed it, but. It was super intense and, um, Hope is one of the most athletic and mentally strong goalkeepers that I've ever worked with. Um, so she was always trying to fine tune little technical pieces. And that was one thing that helped her like stay motivated in training, even though she was the best goalkeeper that's ever played, um, was refining her game and her attention to detail is something that I definitely, um, admired and tried to replicate in my own game of, of always like there's always more that you can do and, um, I mean, she was head and shoulders better than me. And so every day I was, you know, chasing and hunting down like the best version of myself. And, and those were always, those little marginal gains were always found in the details, which I appreciated about her. Yeah, I love that. And so touching on that, you know, playing, playing with, you know, one of the greatest women's goalkeeper of all time and greatest goalkeeper of all time for that matter, you know, for kids nowadays, would you suggest that playing alongside one of the better goalkeepers at their age is better than maybe going to a worse team to getting more experience. You know, where, where do you kind of draw that line and okay, maybe they should, they should play with the better team and sit on the bench, but at least get in, get in tune with that high pressure, intense training environment, or you're going to go to, you know, maybe a worse team, but at least they're getting the game experience. You know, what, what do you think is best for a younger goalkeeper? 
Um, I think the best thing is always try to find as much playing time as possible. Um, no matter how hard you train, um, you can't replicate 100% of what the game's going to be like. So if there's an option for you to play 100% of the time or maybe half of the game, then I would say go somewhere where you can play 100% of the time because those pictures that you're seeing in the game is how you learn. Um, and you need to continue to see as many pictures as possible and gain experience, and that's going to help inform your decisions when you get older. And so if you can maximize the amount of time that you're playing when you're younger, it's going to help you, um, whether you're conscious or not of it, it's going to help you when you're older because you've seen different situations at different levels with different humans, different different abilities, and that's going to help make you a more well-rounded goalkeeper. Where, as if you're just training and playing half the time, sure, you'll develop and you'll get better, but it, it, I do think that we will develop the quickest in game realistic situations. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I, I agree. You know, I always think the, the game experience is going to be the best and you're going to learn the most from it. And the training environment with other people is going to make you better. But, you know, I think like you mentioned, just there's nothing like playing in the game and getting that experience and seeing the different scenarios that, that can come at you so you can learn about it because, you know, as matter, as hard as we try to create game realistic scenarios in training, you know, there's still, variables that we just never can can translate out that you, that we see on the field so um right. so now let's talk about the keeper institute you know what what was the vision behind the keeper institute when was it founded and you know the let's talk about how how it's grown to the amazing facility that it's at now yeah so um when i was growing up I, i'm from south jersey which um new jersey is a hotbed for soccer but like south jersey not right. really many resources not many great coaches down here um, and all the good players would leave and they would go to North Jersey to the better coaching and whatnot. And so when I was still playing, I, I have a heart for my area and I knew that I wanted to coach and I wanted to give back to the, the community, um, that I was raised in and I want to help goalkeepers develop their game and take their game to their next level. And I wanted to do it in a safe environment. I wanted to do it in a holistic, uh, approach, like, so that you would come and you wouldn't just get nailed and drilled with thousands of shots, that it would be teaching. And that's um, where the Institute came from that denotes teaching. And uh, we wanted a place where you would feel like family and we wanted a place that um, you would work on the mental side of the game. And so um, I started the Keeper Institute in 2013 and had a vision and, and really took a long time to um, develop that vision, um, to articulate it, to write it down, to, to make, um, you know, our mission statement and what our principles of coaching were going to be, what our foundations of character were going to be. Um, and then, you know, we started training and it was just me for a while. And then Maria came on board in 2014 and, um, we just continued to grow the company. And now we have our second indoor facility. We're on our second indoor facility. Um, and it's a place where you can come and you can do the physical side, um, in our gym. You can do the mental side um, with our whole coaching staff, um, the technical, the tactical. We do video breakdown, um, everything that you need to help develop your game. Um, that was our that was our goal. Yeah, it's literally a, a one stop shop for goalkeeping. But um, you know, so how how important you guys focus and talk a lot about the mental side of things and the character building, and mm -hmm. you know, why why is that such an important piece of it to you? Because a lot of coaches, a lot of trainers will come in, they'll train and, you know, they might touch on something like, Hey, how was your day? But, you know, you guys really kind of assigned homework. I mean, how, how important is that to you guys? 
Um, character and the mental side of the game is everything. Um, the mental state that you're currently in or the character that you live your life with is going to be the foundation of everything you do after. Um, you know, the mental state that you're in, for example, in a game, um, is going to be so important because that's going to inform your decision-making process. So if you walk into the game and you're scared to make a mistake, that's going to inform how you make decisions. So we have to address that. Um, unfortunately, the mental side of the game was the hardest um, obstacle for me when I was playing pro. I always stepped on the field with so much pressure um, on me, so much anxiety and so much stress when I played. And unfortunately, that caused me to make terrible decisions because I was playing out of a scared mindset. Um, and so when I was done playing, I realized that I wasn't just going to be this technical coach um, that gave them all the tools. That I wanted to help them step on the field with the right mindset to be able to regulate um, their their thinking and, and their, their beliefs about themselves. Because to me, the psychological piece is the most important. Because before you do anything with your hands or your feet, your brain has to tell your hands what to do. Um, and so I realized very quickly that that was going to be a really big component of what we did at the Keeper Institute. Let's say a young Jill walks into the Keeper Institute. You know, you see kind of what you, the some of the anxiety and the performance, you know, that side of things that, that you struggled with. What are some tricks or not tricks, but what are some tips and advice that you give give that young goalkeeper on how to kind of get rid of that, that performance anxiety? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so we actually have a coach on our team um, who, this is what she studies. Um, she's uh, doing her master's in psychology right now, and she specializes with sports psychology. And she is incredible and gives us you know, a lot of different techniques to use with behavior replacement. So, um, you know, if someone is frustrated and they shoot a ball into the goal because they're super frustrated, um, she's taught us different techniques on how we can help our students, you know, reframe that, that frustration or reframe that anger um, into a positive way that can help them. So finding a focal point and resetting your brain or, or making a circle and stepping out of the circle and, and, getting back into the right mindset. Um, basically, different techniques to help goalkeepers become less emotional and more logical so that they can make decisions based on what the game presents and not what they feel. I love that. Is there like, um, so this is going to sound interesting. So obviously, you know, in Happy Gilmore, uh, there, there's the happy place. Is is that ever taught or were you are you ever taught to kind of tell goalkeepers to, you know, find a place or find just like take a deep breath, find a place that calms them down or an image, maybe the kind of some type of visualization to calm them down as well. Is that, is that a trick that goalkeepers can use to again, get out of that emotional state and more into the logical state? Um, a hundred percent. I mean, I think it changes from person to person. Um, one thing that's super, super helpful for me is just staying present in the moment. Um, because I, I typically, and this happens in my normal life, not just playing, but, I stress about future or I have um, stress about the past. So I made this mistake mm -hmm. and now I'm feeling stressed or I'm stressed about this big performance I have coming up and then I, I, I feel stressed in the moment. So being present and is super helpful for me. Okay, what happened? What can I do better right now? What can I do right now to help um, that situation so that I don't have to feel all this stress or all that anxiety or Am I fearing what people thought about my past performance or am I fearing what they're going to think of my, my, my uh, future performance? So staying in the moment for me is super helpful. I love that. I love that. And so 
you know, how do you again now get get all the coaches on staff that you have to to buy into to what you're saying and what you're trying to do, and then you know, how do you train the coaches to start to relay the same message that that comes from you guys? Um, that's a great players, question. That is. So, yeah, that's a great question. So, um, we we typically hire people on their character, um, who they are as people, and that's going to vary from human to human. So we have, I think, twelve or thirteen coaches on staff, and everyone is completely different. But at the core of them, they all have really great character. And that's how we hire. Um, the goalkeeping part, we we want people to bring their own ideas. We want to wrestle with, hey, what works? What What's the best way? Or what is um, what are different ways to teach different types of kids? So everyone brings their own expertise. You know, um, we have coaches on staff who do the physical side, who, who are experts on the physical side or the mental side or nutrition. Um, and everyone brings their, their expertise to the table and we all figure out how that works in with our principles, our methodology and how we want to, to help players. Um, we all use the same, we try to use the same vocabulary, um, which is universal throughout our whole, our, our whole company. That way everyone is very familiar with what, what we're saying and how, what it means. Um, but we're all going to have a different way of trying to get the best out of each player. But at the core of it, we Absolutely. all have the same the same character principles. So, what what are those those core character principles that you that you look for? Um, first of all, I mean, hard work is it takes a lot of hard work to be a, a great coach. And the next one is like we want to care about people. We want to serve serve our athletes. It's not about us as coaches; it's about serving them. So, figuring out what they need and helping them to to get that. Um, Maybe they need a little bit more work um, on the the fitness side and and becoming more disciplined. And at the root of it, we all know that that's like that's character based thing. That's not you know um, some typically it's character. Right? We need to be more more disciplined. Um, but yeah, the, those would be our our two two biggest ones is is work ethic and and how we treat people um, and knowing and realizing that character is the most important thing. It's not about performance. So those would be our three um, core beliefs, I guess. And now do you, when, when you, when you have players come into the facility, do you ask them, like, do you ask them specific questions to, to get to know them, to maybe, you know, pick their brain a little bit to understand maybe a little bit about their home life, see what motivates them, you know, do have you ever tried that with kids and maybe, and maybe to get more of a, of a buy-in from them and what you guys are doing? Um. Typically kids like buy in almost essentially when they walk through the door. I mean, they're there because they've had some kind of um, experience with us, whether that's looking at our social media and, and figuring out who we are or going on our website or watching our videos or talking to us on the phone. Um, we typically have um, some kind of touch point with one of our students before they come in the door. So the buy-in is pretty easy because, you know, they want to be in an encouraging environment where they feel like they're growing um, and they're getting better. Next thing is that we are working right now in an intake form. So when students come through the door, we check the way they move. We check, you know, if their knee buckles in when they do a squat. Um, we're checking the cognitive side. How do they deal with pressure by, like, you know, putting a puzzle in front of them and then seeing how they stick with it or they don't or they give up or they continue to persevere so we're checking like their resilience um so w right now we are in the middle of developing that intake form um but 
when a student comes in the door, we're asking them, Hey, how's your day? Um, how many siblings do you have? Do you have pets? What part of, what, what part of the game do you love the most? Um, who's your favorite goalkeepers? Do you support a team? Like, so we're constantly building that relationship with them the moment they walk through the door. Wow. I love that. I love the, the whole intake and the process of really understanding the, and I also love how you call them students. Um, for one, that, that's so interesting to me, you know, because most of the time, you know, they're not just goalkeepers or students. I, I absolutely love that. And I think that is phenomenal. So, um, again, now, now do you, with this intake form, do you kind of sense, do, or do you also do it with the professionals or is that kind of something that you're just leaving to the younger ones to start develop them? Or is this something that you also are interested in, you know, maybe the professionals and the high level college, college goalkeepers that you guys train as well? Oh, absolutely. I mean, we're really lucky. We have a bunch of pros that we work with in the off season and this last off season, their homework, they had a week to um, come up with every area of the game that they excel in and every, every area of the game that they want to continue to work in. So um, I'm not just saying, Oh, I want to work in possession. It's I want to work on my deception um, when I'm under pressure from a, a, an initial striker and a secondary striker. Um, I need to work on my scanning into the second lines, not just the first line. So we do um, in-depth uh, breakdowns uh, at, by them and from us as well. And we see what they match up and we create our sessions based off of that. So we're constantly asking for feedback um, because, again, it's not about us. It's about them. And, you know, our goalkeepers have to feel comfortable going into the game. So if the, we're not working on something that they don't feel that confident in, they're not going to walk into a game day feeling as prepared as possible. So it's a relationship. It's not us trying to fix them. It's us trying to say, all right, how can we help you? Where are you at? What do you want to, what do you need to work on? I love that. Oh, and the, the in-depth thing. I mean, that's, that's next level because, you know, there, there's film build or there's film watching and there's, there's understanding what to do. And then, you know, the, the in possession, you know, the first strike. I mean, that, that, that blows my mind just because, you know, I've never really seen anything or heard about anything that goes into that much detail. So that is awesome. That is awesome. But, you know, again, with, with this staff building and th this is what really, you know, I'm curious about is, how do you motivate your staff again to continue being and to continue being a role model and to and to hold to that high character standard? Or is that something that you kind of feel that they already have when you first hire them? Yeah, that's something that that's how we hire, you know, our our um our coworkers. It's like we want to hire people who are motivated, who want to be the best versions of themselves every day. Um, and if you're just in this job because it's the next progression of your career or you don't want to get a big girl or boy job, then that's the, this is the wrong place for you. Um, we want people who are motivated, who love the position, who love helping people, who are super passionate about it. I mean, my job is 24 hours a day. I, I like wake up in the morning and, and need my notepad to jot something down because I, I remembered something that I wanted to do or, um, you know, we're always continually learning, growing, meeting and saying, Hey, what do you think about this? How did this work? And, we're constantly trying to come up with new processes that will help our students even more. How touch touching on reading? How important is reading for you and as well as your whole staff? Because I know I know your whole staff is very into reading and trying to again develop professionally. So I mean, how, but how important is reading? And you know, just yeah, how important is it? Yeah, our team, we're our team of coaches are always reading. I mean, there's always like three or four books on my on my desk that I'm handing out or people are giving me books. Tori gave me a book the other day about 
um, conditioning and, um, you know, it's super specific, but that's how we learn. That's how we grow. Like knowledge is the key to unlocking so much more potential. So, you know, one of our core values is, is we're going to empty the tank every day. And that means within the session. And that means me as a coach, because the more knowledgeable I am on how to teach, the better our, our students are going to be. Love that. What are, what are some of your favorite books that you've read in the past, past few months? Oh, um, my favorite book is called Pound the Stone. It's by Joshua Metcalf. Okay. Yep. Yeah. It's like a fable, but, um, it has some really mm-hmm. good, um, really good takeaways in there. Um, Change Maker I've read recently. Um, I read some books on trying to understand how the brain works. Cause I think, um, if, yeah, it's super interesting because I think, you know, if there's one thing to know how to, to, I don't know, dive, right? There's one thing to know right. how to dive and, and be able to do that yourself. There's another thing in teaching someone how to do it. Um, there's a reason why kindergarten teachers and first grade teachers go to college to become teachers to get that degree. I'm obviously most people that, you know, are going to teach first and second grade know what two plus three is, but then they have <laughs> to learn how to teach that to other people. Um, and how the brain works. Like, what should I be teaching? this student and how do they learn and how can I maximize their time here? And it's not just about, Hey, I know how to collapse dive. So you should know that too. Right. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I mean, and, and plus two, everyone is always going to be different in how they learn too, which is another, another, um, another thing to off school to work around in coaching. So, I mean, just trying to relay And speaking of that, I mean, you guys, you guys train in big groups. So, you know, how, how do you, go about teaching one person who, who might be able to pick it up pretty quickly. And whereas maybe you have another person in that same group that kind of maybe gets discouraged because they don't understand or, or maybe you're like, you know, there's something that just their learning methods a little bit different. So, you know, how do you go about teaching one person who gets it and teaching someone who, who might not get it or might take a little bit longer to understand it? Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. So we um, work in a, one coach to every six players so they're, they're bigger groups, but they're still pretty small in terms of how many repetitions you're going to get and everything. But we try to group everyone to skill specific so that everyone in the group can be equally encouraged and motivated. It's not too easy or too hard for someone. So pretty much everyone's in the same skill based, um, group. We also, um, so before every program, we meet on a zoom call on Sunday nights. And we go over what we're doing that week of training. So this week was endline services. So yesterday we get on a Zoom call and we show a few video clips and we come up with our principles and they go on breakout rooms. They talk about it. They come back. They they teach the other groups what they learned. Um, and so we're trying to promote thinking as much as possible. And then when we get to training, they already know exactly what the principles are to look for, um, what they should be doing. Um or what, what pictures they should be seeing. Um, and then we create an environment where it's safe to fail. Like that's the most important thing is we want you to come to our facility. And when you work with us, we want you to challenge yourself to get out of your comfort zone and make mistakes. Cause that's how you're going to learn. And it's a safe place to do it. And, um, lastly, we have, we want to think of all of our, co- our goalkeepers as co-coaches. So there are six goalkeepers in a group and me, and we're all working together. That means there's six different set of eyes on the goalkeeper that's working and we can watch and we can give feedback to them, but we can also 
help ourselves that I'm watching this player. Oh, I see what Jill's saying when they're diving backwards and I see it now. And now I can maybe change that in my game. Wow. I love that. I love that. Um, but so Joe, I have one more final question for you as we wrap up and my favorite question to, to ask people that come on. And that is essentially, you know, how do you want to be remembered? And, you know, when people leave the Keeper Institute and let's say they don't come back or, you know, everyone you come in contact with, what do, what do you want them to say about Joe Lloyden? Um, you know, I think about some of my favorite coaches that I've ever worked with. And I think the number one thing about all those coaches is that they cared about me as a person and a player and that they went out of their way to do extra with me and they saw the potential in me. And at the end of the day, to me, it doesn't matter if, you know, I get to work with the best goalkeeper in the world or if I get to work with a goalkeeper who just wants to play rec but really enjoys it and that I was able to make some little difference in their life. Um, I don't care if I'm remembered as the best goalkeeper coach that's ever walked the planet. I just want to be remembered as a person um, who cared about other people and cared about um, helping them achieve their goals, giving them maybe more confidence or unlocking some you know, passion for the game or, you know, character piece that they can add to their life that helps them become a doctor. So um, for me, that's the most important part. Wow. I love that, Joe. I love that. Well, again, thank you so much for coming on and taking the time out of your day to to join me. I really appreciate it. And um, we'll talk soon. Thanks so much, Jesse. Thank you to join me. I really appreciate it. And um, we'll talk soon.